Today's gospel reading tells us the very familiar story of Jesus's transfiguration. It is a story we know well, in part because it is told in the gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Biblical scholars tell us that the more gospels a particular story appears in, the more theological importance that story carries. So having the story of Jesus's transfiguration appear in three of the four gospels is a sign that the story carries great importance to our understanding of Jesus's time here on earth. So what do we make of this story? Why is it important? Again, biblical scholars give us some insights. The most common commentary is that the transfiguration of Jesus is important because it highlights Jesus's divinity. The church teaches us that Jesus is both fully human and fully divine. While many of the New Testament stories tell of Jesus's human experiences, the transfiguration is one of the pre-resurrection stories that displays Jesus's divinity. In the transfiguration story, <clears throat> Jesus's physical presence is transformed to blinding white, and he is joined by Moses and Elijah, two of the most important figures in Jewish history. Additionally, the voice of the Father punctuates that Jesus is the beloved Son of God, and the apostles are charged to listen to him. There can be no doubt that the story of the Transfiguration is a profound revelation of Jesus's divinity. Scholars also point out that the Transfiguration is an important event for the apostles. <clears throat> Peter, James, and John are brought along to this event by Jesus to witness this incredible display of Jesus's divinity. In other parts of the gospel story, Jesus tells his disciples over and over again that he will suffer and die before he is resurrected. But the disciples seem slow to comprehend the importance of his verbal re revelations. Scholars suggest that having this awesome visual display of Jesus's divinity provides the disciples with a foretaste of the resurrection, something for them to lean on in those uncertain hours when Jesus is tortured, crucified, and buried. To me, this seems another important understanding of the transfiguration and why it appears in three of the four gospels. But what about us in our world today? Does the familiar story of the transfiguration have any particular meaning for you and for me? Saint Athanasius, a fourth century theologian, bishop, and one of the early fathers of our church, taught that God became human, that we humans might become God, that through grace we might become what God is by nature. That's a lot, so let me repeat that. God became human, that we humans might become God, that through grace we might become what God is by nature. Now that's quite an idea. Just in case we think that St. Athanasius did not have a clear head the day he wrote that, let me tell you that the concept was first offered by another earlier theologian of the second century named St. Irenaeus. 
Also, this quote is referenced in our current Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraph 460, if you're keeping score at home. So great, <clears throat> but what does that mean for us? Let me suggest that some of the clearest evidence for the idea that we can become by grace what God is by nature is given to us in the story of the transfiguration. I don't think that Jesus was only making a point to the apostles about his own divinity. I believe that Jesus and God the Father were making a point that we are all destined to the same glorification that Peter, James, and John witnessed in the transfiguration of Jesus. I believe the message to the apostles then and to us today is that if we listen to Jesus, learn from his teachings, and follow the path that he shows us in his own human life, and we carry our crosses the way that he did, that we will be glorified by God and transfigured into the divine nature that we are given as his sons and daughters. But I also believe that we are not, not destined to be glorified alone. I believe that we are meant to be glorified together. To become by grace what God is by nature is not about each of us individually becoming omnipotent and omniscient. Rather, it is about loving and being, love, being loving and charitable to all God's creation and accepting responsibility for the care of each other. When we refer to ourselves as the mystical body of Christ, we are seeing ourselves glorified collectively with each other and every person that came before us and all of those who will come after us. The transfiguration of Jesus points not only to the hope of his resurrection after a cruel death that he endures for, his, for the sake of his disciples and all of us, it also provides you and me with the hope that if we listen to God's only son and follow the path that he leads us on, we will one day together enjoy a transfiguration into the fully transfigured body of Christ. <clears throat>